Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and we are coming to you from our hotel in Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration. We're here early to do a couple days at Disney. I think we've told you all about that, but we're here to bring you this super special (laughs) episode. (laughs) So if you remember last week, uh, we had the opportunity to interview Ewan McGregor, Deborah Chow, and Moses Ingram for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we were supposed to interview Hayden Christensen at that time too, but unfortunately he called out at the last minute. But dot, 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 he was able to do roundtable interviews this week. (laughs) So best thing ever, literally best thing ever. Yes. I don't know. Okay, so we did it. And we interviewed Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I... Y'all, like, this is, like, the biggest deal ever for (laughs) Caitlin and I, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. I think he talked a lot about – he gave some really amazing answers, and I'm so excited for you all to hear it because he has so many good things to say about Anakin, about Star Wars, about his experience, and I am so excited to be able to bring you this interview today. And we were able to be joined – it was a roundtable interview. We were able to be joined with by Trisha Barr and Dan Zier and also – sort of removed from it James from Jedi News he wasn't there but Dan filled in with filled in for him with questions so that you'll hear that on the audio yeah which is the same group that we did our interviews with uh you and uh Deborah and Moses yes so it was really nice to have the same group of people a little bit of comfort there because (laughs) as you can imagine we're so nervous we were so nervous and halfway through our mic got disconnected yeah it was super fun Um, really really fun to deal with so, but, but Hayden could not have been nicer about that little audio issue, okay? Oh he God. gave us a two thumbs up when we reconnected it and everything. So just the sweetest human ever. And I also decided to wear the same thing that I wore mm-hmm. when I met him in 2017 at Star Wars Celebration, which is just like a me sort of inside joke. Not an inside joke, but like just a little wink wink to me because it just felt very full circle for yeah. me. And us, and just the show in general. So, and that was at celebration, and now we're basically we at celebration, celebration now too. Yeah. So it's just yeah. And Charlotte also she asked the first question for us, and she got to tell Hayden that uh, his performance as Anakin is what made her a lifelong Star Wars fan. Which I'm just really happy that you got to say that because. I know for Ewan's, I was kind of the first up for us, so I got to kind of give that spiel, but I'm glad that you were able to do it for you, uh, for Hayden. Because I was so nervous that to do is, it. Yeah, before we started, Charlotte was like, I don't know if I can say it without crying. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I need you to say it. You have to say it. <laughs> and then it was just like, no thoughts, head empty, just got to say it. I I feel like, and then after we were done, I had like a, a really solid sob, like full on <laughs> sobbing, so... Then we we just went downstairs to the bar and had a little celebratory drink, and now we're recording this. So we're going to go back to our time spent in Disneyland, but we wanted to stop and give a little bit of an intro here. So I hope you enjoy this recording with our interview with Hayden Christensen, (laughs) a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. This is just wild, absolutely wild. So I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get started. Well, Hayden, pleasure to meet you, good sir. Nice to see you all. Yeah, this is great. It's great to have you. Uh, you're working episode two and three to find Anakin and the Skywalkers for generations of fans. 
And now you're able to add more nuance and complexity with this other self, Darth Vader. What's important to you about portraying Vader and what challenges were present to you as you're under that mask? Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, what a cool opportunity to get to come back and, and sort of continue with this character. Um, I guess sort of, you know, sort of the, the overriding thought for me when, when playing Vader is that he is Anakin Skywalker. Um, and so all of that inner conflict and, and, um, and, and everything that I put into that performance, you know, has to sort of uh, follow through into this as well. Um, you know, obviously we're at a different point with this character. He's, he's at a different place in his life, um, but he's, 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 he's very much trying to reconcile his past. And a lot of that is, is, is sort of where my focus was. Hi, I'm Charlotte Erdy from Sky Talkers. And first I wanted to say, Hayden, uh, your Thanks, performance as, as Anakin Skywalker made me a fan for life. So thank you so much for oh, that. Thank you, I appreciate uh, that. I've wanted to know, do you, do you view Anakin and Vader as two different characters? And how did you take your interpretation of that character into your performance in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, no, I mean, I've always seen uh, Darth Vader as Anakin Skywalker. He's just experienced a lot of change. You know, um, he, he's had this sort of radical ideological shift um, and and suffered some very severe battle wounds, you know, um, but the man behind the mask is is Anakin. Uh, but there's also this this really interesting um, uh, struggle of self identity uh, that is inherent in this character and and that I find very compelling as well. Um, and so in this, we, we get to explore a little bit of that, you know, and, and Vader is, is, is trying to kill that part of himself. And, and so that is his pursuit of, of Obi-Wan, him wanting to kill Obi-Wan is, is, is him trying to deal with that, you know? Dan, who's covering for James from Jedi News. Sure. I don't have the beautiful British accent that James does, but I'll just talk like that. That's all right. We forgive you. Thank you. Well, it's been 20 years since Attack of the Clones and appreciation for the film seems to get better year after year. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I don't know that I can really answer that one, um, but it, it's, it's, it's been really nice to sort of see how, how the films um, have, have continued to sort of have, have like staying power. Um, and, and having new sort of generations of, of, of fans, you know, now grow up with, with the prequels um, has, has been really meaningful for me. Uh, you know, certainly it was, it was a bit of a challenge when, when uh, those films came out and, and you, know, you know, a lot of critics were very critical. Um, but my experience with the fans has always been really positive, you know, uh, and, and um, I've gotten to sort of go to some fan conventions now and uh, it, it means a lot to me to get to, you know, meet people and have them sort of share what, what those films mean to them and, and what this character means to them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, you know, really nice. Trisha Barr from Fangirls Going Rogue podcast. Uh, welcome back to Star Wars, Hayden. Thank you. Uh, 
for all of us, the Clone Wars has been an important part of our our relationship with Star Wars, and we know that you've watched some. So how did that inform your performance? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how specifically it informed my performance, but but I just tried to sort of educate myself as, as much as possible in, in coming back to this role. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the, the work that they, they did on that series. Um, and they did a lot with this character, you know, uh, I think sort of Dave Filoni understands this character, you know, as well, or maybe even better than I do. Um, and, and, uh, and so, you know, subconsciously how, how that sort of informed things, I, I can't say, but, um, I'm glad I got to watch them and, uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of them now too. So let's look at the, the lightsaber aspect of this. How has the technology and choreography changed between filming episode three and Obi-Wan Kenobi? And I know, I'm totally not looking for spoilers. So even when you watched uh, your buddy Ewan fight and Moses train as well. Yeah, well, the, the lightsabers have come a long way too. I mean, sort of all the technology has just continued to progress. You know, when we were doing the prequels, um, they were just, you know, uh, metal rods that they would wrap with colored tape and then they would light them up, you know, with digital effects afterwards. And, and, you know, when we were, when we were working with those after every fight or every take, the lightsabers would be all warped and disfigured and they'd have to change them out for a new one. And, you know, we'd go through like dozens and dozens of them. Um, and now on, on, on this show, um, the lightsabers are are made of a different material and that they hold up much better and uh and they also light up too which is uh yeah pretty neat um and 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 you know having that sort of light interaction uh just sort of adds to the whole thing you know hi hayden i'm caitlin the other half of sky talkers podcast hi caitlin hi my question kind of also talks about the technology. Um, the prequel trilogy pioneered a new type of filmmaking, but was certainly not without its challenges. How does it feel to step onto a set like the volume and realize that everything you did in the prequel trilogy was ultimately leading to this kind of filmmaking experience? Yeah, I mean, um, great question. I, I uh, you know, when we were doing the prequels, um, one, it was all very new for me. You know, I was I was 19 at the time and uh, I didn't really have much experience to sort of compare it to. Um, and I had I had spent a lot of time sort of studying theater. And so for me, I always kind of just likened it to being on stage where, where you just it required a lot of your imagination. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed getting to watch the films afterwards because there was that sort of fresh experience, even for the actors of, of just being like, wow, you know, that's, that's what that, you know, actually ended up looking like. Um, now with the technology that they, that they employ with the, the stage craft volumes, um, it's, it's a huge step forward. Uh, you know, as an actor, having your environment there to, you know, react to and respond to. And it, it just makes the whole experience that much more visceral. And, um, and, and, you know, as a fan of Star Wars, stepping into the volume and seeing it all there for you, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. 
obviously in Revenge of the Sith, you were you got to be the iconic Darth Vader for a, for a brief amount of screen time. But what is it like now coming back to that role after almost 20 years? Yeah, I mean, it's been really, really uh, meaningful for me to get to come back and, and explore the character at this point in the, in the timeline, you know. Um, when I was doing the prequels, all my time was spent with Anakin Skywalker, obviously, you know, he, he gets knighted Darth Vader. Um, and, and there's, there's, you know, a, a noticeable sort of shift in, in his perspective and demeanor. Um, but of course, when the suit comes on, uh, that really sort of changes the way we, we perceive him. Um, you know, getting to come back and, and, and put the costume back on again, uh was was just a very special thing for me um and it was a very emotional experience as well um you know uh very sort of cathartic too um you know there, there was a definite kind of release there because this is a character that that has stayed with me over the years and um and getting to to play him again um was was pretty huge. We understand that Deborah Chow, your director, uh, was the person who convinced you to come back and do this. Can you tell us about working with her? Yeah, well, it didn't it didn't really take much convincing. I, I should say that. Um, um, but yeah, the first time I met Deborah, we kind of instantly hit it off. Um, she's you know an extremely impressive person. Um, and, and just listening to her talk about Star Wars and, and about these characters, uh, it was really clear to me that she got it and, um, and that everyone was in good hands with her. And, um, and I was really sort of just looking forward to following her lead, you know. Um, uh, of course, I think, you know, everyone working on a Star Wars project sort of feels a great responsibility to George Lucas. And, um, and that was something that, you know, we also spoke about. Um, but, you know, this is this is her story. And uh, I think she's she's done something really special here. Your performance in episode two and three are, to me, fantastic. I love your the anger, the rage you're able to tap into. You really made us feel this character. And, and it's something that stayed with all of us for for generations. And as a side note, I actually, I love, love you in Shattered Class. You're, to yeah. me, Oscar worthy, honestly, truly great. But so you've, you've, you know, you said you were 19 when you filmed the prequel. So how have you changed as an actor from the prequel trilogy to everything you've done through now? And how did that enhance your performance for Obi-Wan? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to sort of be that kind of, self-observant uh, in a way uh but but certainly sort of you know uh the older we get sort of the, the the more um the more we have to bring to our work you know the more kind of life experience that we have the more we can apply that you know to 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 whatever the kind of the, the task is and you know in my case it's acting um and, you know, it's, it's been sort of just an interesting exercise in my craft in that respect. Uh, you know, coming back to a character that I played so long ago, you know, now at this time in my life, um, I, I can only sort of uh, assume that, that it helps, um, you know, uh, but we'll see. 
<laughs> and Charlotte and Caitlin, you have the next question. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, sorry. I think your mic might be disconnected. What? Oh, I, I got a little bit. Sorry. Off. Yeah. What about what about now? There we go. Yes. There oh, we go. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Thanks so much. Um, I uh, I wanted to ask you what Star Wars means to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it means so much. Uh, my experience working on the prequels was was one of the most formative experiences for me. Um, it was such a great honor to get to play this character and, and work with the people that I did. Um, but I'm also, you know, a, a fan like, like you guys and, uh, and what these stories mean to me as a fan um, are, are huge. You know, I think, I think the sort of the messaging and, and the themes that are contained in them are really important. And uh, especially as I get older and, and now as a father, um, you know, I, I think uh, these stories are, are, are a means for us to kind of learn about ourselves and, and about life and, um, and just the kind of the, the pure, um, escapism that that they offer too uh you know uh is incredibly valuable um and and nothing else kind of excites the imagination the way that star wars does james would like to know if you had any residual muscle memory in your lightsaber prowess <laughs> i hope so <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah i mean <clears throat> There was, there was, you know, a little bit of rust I had to brush off, but it, it is kind of like riding a bike. You know, we, we, we trained so hard when we were doing the prequels and, um, you know, I got to spend so much time with Nick Gillard and, uh, and he was, you know, amazing at what he did and, and his contribution to, to Star Wars is huge. Um, and, you know, that was part of, you know, what was most fun for me was, was going in for lightsaber training and, uh, and, and, you know, getting to spend the time with Nick and with Ewan and, and some of the other people, um, you know, that was, that was some of my favorite stuff. And so picking up a lightsaber again and, you know, kind of giving it the old Anakin twirl, it, it kind of came back pretty easy. And why do you think Darth Vader Anakin Skywalker are such an iconic character in mythology. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think one just the the, the design of the character um, is so successful, you know, and and there are you know I, I think a few people that contributed to that, um, and and you know the breathing and, and James Earl Jones's voice, it just really works um you know I, I think the sort of the mythology of this character also really sort of resonates with people um you know when I when I was first auditioning uh for Star Wars to play this character you know of course I was I was really excited about about the possibility of, of getting to play in Star Wars but I was also just really sort of taken with the, the character arc um, and the notion that we were going to explore how someone goes from good to bad. And, um, 
and I, I think there's a lot to kind of learn there. Um, and for me, you know, it really sort of allows you to think about concepts of, of, you know, kind of destiny and, and free will and, um, and, and the way that we can perhaps empathize with, with Anakin's descent, I think also says a lot, you know, um, you know, the, the need for, for strong parental figures, um, you know, uh, sort of the luck, the, the role of, of, of luck in our life or, or, or lack thereof, um, you know, and also the, the need to make good decisions and, and how, how, how decisions can radically influence, you know, the course of things. Um, and obviously also, you know, it's a, a redemption story too. Um, and, and the notion that we can all kind of find redemption at the end, uh, you know, sort of regardless of what has come before. So acting as Anakin Skywalker is, is dramatically different from Darth Vader because of one major reason, at least I would think, and that would be that helmet, you know, that glorious mask. How do you emote with that mask on and channel your, your inner Darth Vader without being able to actually say anything? I mean, I would assume you just hum the Imperial March. It's probably a little bit more complicated than that. <laughs> Definitely the Imperial March kind of just plays in your head the whole time. Um, you know, uh, even when I was playing Anakin, that was just kind of playing in my head the whole time. But, but yeah, you know, putting, putting the costume on, uh, putting the Darth Vader costume on and putting that mask on really imparts a, a, a feeling, um, you know, and, and there's a long kind of history in my profession of, 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 working with masks and uh and the darth vader mask is such a powerful one uh you know so it's easy to emote you may not actually perceive any of that and maybe it's all just for me um but that's okay um but you know just kind of his mannerisms and and, and the way he moves um you know, that's all, that's all sort of, you know, uh, defined before my involvement. And so there's a continuity there that, that we needed to adhere to. And, and that was really important to everybody. Um, but, but there was a, a Vader movement specialist on set, uh, that I got to work with to, you know, sort of just make sure that everything was, was, you know, ringing true to Vader and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always kind of been a collective effort, this character. And, and uh, I've just, it's been a great honor to, to get to sort of be one of many who have contributed to him. Aiden, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Vader during this time period. What is his state of mind? What's his state of mind? Um, <clears throat> It's not very good. Um, he, he's in a very dark place, um, you know, and he's had sort of 10 years to just kind of, um, you know, live in this, 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 this very sort of imprisoned life. And that was something that Deborah and I spoke a lot about was, was wanting to convey this feeling of power, obviously, but, but also imprisonment, um, you know, 
Vader uh, or Anakin rather uh, is kind of trapped in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting to sort of theorize, you know, sort of what degree of Anakin is, is in there and, um, and when those sort of moments might present themselves, um, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, of sort of Vader and his meditation chamber. Um, it's kind of all the things that you can maybe start to think about. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's very much consumed by very negative emotions and, and that's all what sort of fuels his, 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 his dark side abilities. And, um, and so because of that, he's very powerful, um, in this series and, um, you know, we're at a point in the timeline chronologically that, that is kind of the closest to, um, you know, Anakin in his prime. And um, I think that's sort of uh, an interesting place to start from. Thank you, Hayden. All right. So nice. So nice speaking with you all. You. Really enjoyed this. Likewise. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, so that was our roundtable with Hayden Christensen himself. I still, I don't know, this interview just feels so crazy special. I I think, I of course, I loved getting to interview everyone, but Hayden's, I don't know, his answers were just so good, and he, they were all personable, but I don't know if it's just because we were only doing Hayden today that mm-hmm. it just felt... And maybe just our fandom relationship to him and like how important he is in our fandom uh, experience. It just, I don't know. It felt so special. And I can't believe that this is literally how we started our our celebration. celebration. (laughs) Um, I just sort of didn't believe it was happening when we got the email on Friday and we were going, we were packing on up and we got the email that, oh, Hayden might be available. And here we are in Anaheim doing it. It really is the best way to cap to cap off. Oh my gosh, we're not even done yet. Start <laughs> off celebration. So obviously, Caitlin and I cannot wait to bring you all of our experience with Star Wars Celebration this trip, um, our fourth celebration ever. So stay tuned for all of that information. But again, thank you for all of the kind comments that we received on the Ewan, Moses, and Deborah interview. Mm-hmm. We I mean, it was just so overwhelming and we're just so freaking lucky to have the most supportive listeners ever. So thank you so much for any of the kind words that you sent our way and just that listen. It really means so much to us. So really, really thank you. Yeah. No, thank you so much. It's just, it's unbelievable, all of it truly. And we're so grateful to have these, this opportunity and these experiences. And I hope that we're able to, I don't know, represent the Star Wars podcasting world well and the Star Wars fandom well. And I don't know, just thank you guys so much. It's just deep breaths. I kind of can't, I, I don't <laughs> really still have, recovering. I don't really have words for it, honestly. So thank you so much. Um, but we are at Star Wars Celebration. We are in a hotel room right now. So again, a little bit different sound quality, but 
that's the vibe. That's where we're we're at right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to start bringing you all the news and our reactions to everything coming out of Celebration. So if you want to keep up with us while we're here this week, you can find us on Twitter at SkytalkersPod or our personal handles. Mine is at Caitlin Plusher and Charlotte's is at Clarity. We're also posting a lot of Instagram stories. So probably Instagram is like the the live, I guess, feed of where we are or what we're doing. But we're also trying to update, like do little vlogs on TikTok too. So social media of choice, you can probably find what we're up to, uh, where we're headed, where we've been, all that. Where we're going. Where we're going. (laughs) All that good stuff. My brain is still goo, honestly. It's only been like 30 minutes since we completed this interview. So it's totally fine. Anyway, you can find us all of those places. We're so excited to start Celebration. We're so excited to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's this week with Hayden Christensen. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) It's insane. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't left us a review yet on iTunes or Spotify, we would really love it if you took a second to go and do that. It helps other people find our show. And if you're interested in other ways to support us, you can head on over to our Patreon and check out our different reward tiers there. And I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons, Colton, Rachel, Britt, Alex, Anders, Sophie, Nat, Logan, Molly, Catherine, Lindsay, Lola, Froppy, Kat, Lauren, Hannah, and Efrain. Thank you so much for supporting us. Your support means the world. Yes. Thank you guys so much. And as always, until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.